I'm not mad. I'm just irritated. Welcome, everybody. You found me. You found the podcast. I'm Bill Flanagan, your host, and the podcast is called I'm Not Mad, I'm Just Irritated. And you know what? That's always the case. People say I'm an angry man. That's not it. I'm an irritated man. There's so much of a difference there. But I'll try to explain some of that today. Listen, I've been on the road driving around in the last two days. I don't know if it's karma. I don't know if it's bad luck. But I get trapped behind these people that are going 30 in a 45 or 50 in a 65 or they're going 20 in a 35. They're just like going 10 or 15 miles on their speed limit. And you know what? I don't yell. I don't scream. I don't ram them. I told Allison, she was riding the car, I said, I don't think I've ever in my life wanted to ram the back of a vehicle as much as I do right this instant. Because I just assume they're on their phone. They're jacking around their phone. Well, one time I zoomed around finally. And you say, why don't you just go around? Well, sometimes you can't. You got people in that lane. You got people behind you. And this is the worst. So before you can get around the slow, slowy McSlowers, then all the people stacked up behind you are going around you. So you were first behind them. Now you're last in line to get around them. I hate that. So anyway, I went went around Slowy McSlowers and it was like a 120-year-old lady. And it's like, okay, you get a pass because you'll be lucky to make it home. And then you get behind these people that are just oblivious, you know? They're not even on their phone. They just, they don't know what the speed limit is. It, it doesn't matter. But okay, I've had a lot of that lately and it's disconcerting. I came to the conclusion that Chevrolet, no one calls those cars Chevrolets. They just call them Chevys. Chevrolet. Sounds kind of French. I'll have the Chevrolet Caviar Escargot Chevrolet. I mean, I'm not, it's not funny. I just, it was just something I noticed. Nobody calls them Chevrolets, but I've decided that's what I'm going to start doing. I'm not going to use the word Chevy anymore. Is that a Chevrolet Cobalt you're driving? Yeah. All right. Um, this was a major irritation. I see on my news feed, Rolling Stone pops up on my news feed a lot. And I see an article from Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone magazine, the iconic music journal of the last half century. Rolling Stone magazine has an article about Jaden Smith dropping a new album. Jaden Smith, that's Will Smith's child dropping an album good lord that's in rolling stone well we know why it's in rolling stone because will smith said hey put my kid in rolling stone they go okay we will do that because he's rich and powerful in the entertainment business i'm going i don't i don't need to know this that ruined my day 
it ruined my day to know that there's a lot of hardworking creatives, musicians, writers, sculptors, painters, actors that are really talented, but you know, they just nothing falls their way. And then you got Jaden Smith, who has money coming out of his ass, and he's in Rolling Stone. I, I, I can't wrap my head around it. You know what I have been wrapping my head around a lot lately? Death. You know, I turned, I turned another year in the books last month. I'm getting older. I'm on the last third of my life. Not the first third. Not the second. I'm at the very beginning of probably the last third. Give or take a year or two. So you know what you start thinking about? Dying. And here's what here's the conclusion. Death doesn't scare me. We all will be dead someday. Abraham Lincoln died, tragically. Wild Buffalo Cody Bill Buffalo Bill Cody, whatever the dude, he's dead. Marie Antoinette, dead. They're all dead. Everyone's dead. So I know I can't escape death. I'm not really afraid of death. What I'm afraid of is dying. Because I don't want it to hurt. I don't want to wither away in some bed, oblivious to the world, getting bed sores for two years. That's miserable. I don't want that. So I've, I've thought about how I want to die. First, I'll tell you how I don't want to die. I don't want to burn to death. That would hurt. I know most people that die in fires die of smoke inhalation and then their bodies burn up. But there are some people that they just burn up. And that's way too painful. I don't want I don't want to drown. I don't want to be underwater thinking I cannot breathe air. And I'll hold you hold your breath as long as you can and then there's some point where you're just going to suck in water and that moment is going to be awful. I I'm, I'm I don't want to fall out of an airplane. Or have my parachute not open. It's, we know it's not the falling that kills you. It's the landing. And the landing's probably going to kill you pretty quick. But, oh, and by the way, I, I YouTube this. There are ways, if you're falling, you're going to have some time to think about it. You're probably thinking, this is the end. I'm going to die. I'm going to go from terminal velocity, which is like 125 miles an hour, to zero. Well, you got some... You got some um, some ways to possibly live because I saw a YouTube video on, on how to live if your parachute doesn't open and they say the odds are slim but it has happened so as you're falling to your death you got to start looking for a place to land don't land in water it's concrete you'll be unconscious you'll drown anyway even if you survive hitting it which you won't so they're saying you know you want to find something mushy like snow okay that's great Who's skydiving over snow? It's happened. People have fallen out of airplanes onto snow. You want to find something that you can roll. So if you can, if you can move your body and get down a, a hill, it slow you down instead of you know slowly instead of all at once. Hit a big pile of bushes. I'm thinking, well, that sounds like a lot of stickers. Maybe I'll just take the death because they'll never get the stickers out. The thorns. They'll be in there forever. 
in your wheelchair, you still hear, feel your stickers. And everyone's saying, you know, I just want to die in my sleep. Well, I've put a lot of thought into this. Sounds good in theory. Just drift off and you're dead, painless. And I'm thinking, well, at some point, if there's a life after death, which I certainly hope and believe there is, someone's going to have to come up to you and say, you're dead. Go, no, no, I was, I was just sleeping. I'm dreaming. Nope. This isn't a dream. This is the afterlife. That's going to be a tough sell for me. It's like, you're telling me that I died in my sleep and now this is the afterlife? That's just too fuzzy of a transition for me. If I'm alive and then I'm dead, boom, I know. But if I'm sleeping, it's like, nah, I don't know. All bets are off. Tough sell. So I've decided there's no good way. I think the I think the uh, the mafia had it best. They just popped you from behind. You never saw it coming. It's quick. You're not dreaming, so you know you're dead. It's not going to hurt that much. You'll hear a bang. You might feel a little pressure. You might get a couple, you know, seconds of viewing the world on your way down the ground. Then it's over. That might be the the best way to do it. You never see it coming. Now, here's the thing. You don't want to know that it's coming sometime in the next week and you just don't know when. You just want it to be a complete surprise. Not, I think it's going to be a surprise. So maybe they're on to something with that. All right, I have a minor irritation. I went to Torchy's last week and I went to get a napkin out of the napkin holder. Fucking couldn't do it. I could not pull it out. You know, there, usually there's like one one little tuft of nap, napkin like sticking up out of the dispenser. Well, this one didn't have that. So I'm trying to dig my hands in there to get one. They packed the napkin so tight, so tightly in the box, I could not pull one out. So I had to pop the lid off. And then I really saw how tightly packed the napkins were. I had to take about half an inch off just so I could get the tufts going. Meanwhile, I got half a inch of napkins on my table. I'm not going to need that much. People that, you know, it's probably some 16-year-old kid, and they said, hey, fill the napkins. And they thought, well, the more I put in, the less I'll have to come back here and refill them. But that's not usable. I don't want to walk over and get a napkin off of a table because I can see the napkin sticking up because that one's going already. It's too tight. Is that just me? Maybe it's just me. Oh, Lordy. Well, listen, I uh, I misspoke in my last podcast. Paul Berg's Chalky Chalk Report sponsorship runs until December. He's got until December to, uh, to re-up. So, Dr. Paul Berg, thank you for your support. And we've talked about it. Scott and White Hospital. He's going to take care of your lesions, your boils. I don't have you ever had a boil? Okay, we're going to stop. Okay, Dr. Paul Berg, go see him. Okay, now let's talk about boils. I don't know what it was about my childhood. I guess my generation of children were just filthy. No one really bathed us. I mean, they bathed us when we were toddlers. But at some point, it's like, yeah, go take a bath. And they just trusted us to bathe ourselves. And we'd kind of sit in the water. 
I don't think we did a lot of scrubbing. I don't think we get a washcloth, soaped it up, scrubbed behind our ears. You know, God knows if I ever washed my hair as a, as a little boy. No, no one washed my hair. I take a little bar of soap and scrub on my crew cut. One time, I don't think I washed it out very good for weeks. It was all crusty. My mother was picking out the crust. She goes, what's wrong with you? I was just shampooing. She goes, are you doing it wrong? Goes, no one told me. So anyway, I don't think we were cleaning ourselves very well because it was quite common in my youth to get a boil. You never hear about people getting boils now. Maybe in some old book from the 1800s you had boils. I remember getting boils. I had a boil on my knee. How do you get a boil on your knee? Well, I could barely walk. The thing was the size of a tangerine. We had to get ointments and balms for it. And to this day, I'm thinking, am I the only one that's getting a boil on my knee? It seems weird. What, what makes a little boy gets a boil on his leg, on his knee? It's not like it was in some sort of a crevice that never gets cleaned. It's not like I was a grown man with some weird ingrown hair thing. Just a little kid playing baseball, getting boil on my knee. That doesn't make any sense. Where was my parental unit cleaning me? I was a filthy, filthy child. How do I know? Boils. Makes no sense. All right. Um, Listen. I am getting close to the end of my book, Jack Parker Saves the World. I'm in edits. The story's done. It's a good story. You know, a guy saves the world in such a shitty place he can't live in it. People bugging him. So he has to go hide out. Grows a beard, long hair. Then he meets a lady. But my point is, he probably thought, why would I save the world? (laughs) Let's just let it go. Start afresh. But then, you know, it's not a very good book. He goes up there and says, I could save the world. It's like, yeah, no. He's got to come back. Uh, anyway, edits. Very frustrating. I wanted to take my computer and throw it out my window and then kick it. Kick the computer. I was just sick of it. Sick of the rewrites. Sick of, you know, looking for the mistakes. The computer program, they're doing all that. And I was flowing along. And I kind of hit a little wall. And I had to rewrite a chapter. Spent all day in doing that. And then I just, I just want it to be done. But I know I can't rush it. You get one shot to do it. Once it's printed, it's over. Anyway, a little frustration. Right, let's bring back the Chalky Report. Let's, let's get the full chalk, the introduction, all of that. We know who, we already talked about Dr. Paul Berg sponsoring it. But let, let's, let's move on and get the, the Chalky Chalk little jingle here. Here we go. Chalky Chalk Scale. Chalky Chalk Scale is good. I would say my knees have, well, my left knee is doing good. Very little pain, a little bit of stiffness. I could probably go hmm, past 45, maybe to 60 degrees. That's pretty good. Right knee, it gets a little tangy. It's a little tart sometimes. I don't know why. Maybe it's arthritis. Maybe it's because I don't have ligaments in that one. I don't have an ACL. I have an MCL and the other CL. I got two of the CLs, not the main CL, but 
it's grisly in there. It's very gravelly, very angry. So that's that's definitely one stick of chalk out of five. But you know, I'm going to take that. And we talked about the chalk moving around. It's still a neat thing. But don't get me wrong. Sometimes there's a neck chalky. Sometimes there's a back chalky. You know what's really been chalky? Shoulder. Sometimes I'll like reach up to get a can of green beans or peas out of the pantry. And a shooting shoulder pain will come out of nowhere. That's really been worse than the knees. This phantom chalky chalk in the shoulder. Very disappointed in that. So, shoulder chalk high. Knees doing all right. Chalky out. All right. What did you think? Chalk report. It's back. I know you missed it. Hey, listen, I got one more irritation before we go. And I don't, it may just be me. It may be, it maybe it's because it's lost on me. I readily admit that there are many things lost on me, but I don't understand why people, and I have good friends to do this. It's not a um, criticism. It's just me saying, yeah, I don't get it. And that is they're posting videos or comments about them going to the gym and working out. I don't get it. It's like, yeah, you post that almost every day. You post that every week. Well, you get it. You work out. Good for you. I'm happy for you. Stay healthy. Exercise. Me, I'm eating an Oreo over here. I mean, what are you trying to do? Make me feel like shit? You know? Yeah, I I walk every day. Walk my dogs. You know, I'm not going to the gym anymore. I'm not wrecking my body. I saw this guy on TV. He needed to go get surgery on his shoulder. He's all like jacked up. He's probably 60, 55, 60 years old. It's like, I, I can't have surgery. I, I got to work out. And he's in the gym. And he's pumping these big bol- dumbbells. It's like, dude, calm down. It's okay. You, you're as big as you're ever going to need to be. You're 60. Just lift a few light weights. Stay in shape. Maybe lose your gut. That's what we're all fighting here anyway. And you don't need to go you know, pump your iron to the point where you, you're, you look like the Michelin man. Just calm down. I know you people are doing your beach body workouts. I get it. I'm happy for you. I don't need to know that. It's not interesting. It's not new. I don't I just don't get it. It is weird. Stop doing it. All right. Let's uh, let's let's thank some sponsors. Besides Paul Berg of the Chalky Chalk Report, we got monthly sponsors here. We got Matt Beards. We got Johnny Schrader. We got Will Flanagan. We got Mariah. Johnson, we have Allison Crow. Yeah, I know some of them are my family. You could sponsor me, ninety-nine cents a month. Do it. I work out. Look at that body. Mm-mm. I look at that body. Mm-mm. I work out. Um, intro music by Joe Freund. Outro music by Brother Mike Flanagan. Boom, boom. I work out. We'll see you next time. Just dear
I'm not mad Just irritated